It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. The Steelers' injuries at linebackers pose big questions as far as how the Steelers' defense can continue playing at a level that will help this team win games. We'll talk about that with Alan Saunders of SteelersNow.com and get to our Stars and Skulls grades of Week 10 in their win over the Packers. It's the Locked On Steelers podcast. I'm your, I'm your host, Chris Carter. Let's get into it. You are Locked On Steelers, your daily Pittsburgh Steelers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Steelers podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter, bringing you your daily dose of all things in the Pittsburgh Steelers. As long as you can find the show on your favorite podcasting apps and on YouTube, like this video if you enjoy it, subscribe to this YouTube channel to get all of your daily Monday through Friday episodes, as well as our bonus content. We thank you for making us your first listen every day because we're your team every day. And today's episode is brought to you by Jace Medical. Empower yourself when, you're per- when you purchase a Jace case, providing you with a personal supply of five antibiotics that treat over 50 infections. Get your get yours today at jacemedical.com. That's J-A-S-E medical.com. As I said before, we're joined by Alan Saunders of SteelersNow.com. He's back. Alan, let's talk about the Steelers injury situation because you literally could not pick a worse time to suffer two season-ending injuries to two starters in a position than right after the trade deadline. And that's what happened to the Steelers. Cole Holcomb. Knee injury, out for the season. This week, Quan Alexander, Achilles injury, out for the season. And Atlanta Roberts, we'll get to him. I thought he played very well for the Steelers in his last game. But now he has to work with Mark Robinson and practice squad guys. And this is the exact reason why they went and signed all three of those guys this year was to not be in this position. And to me, this spells disaster. Is there a way the Steelers can mitigate this disaster and make it not as hurt them not as much? I wrote, I don't know if you've read the article I wrote on SteelersNow.com this morning. Um, And by the way, it's a a premium uh, article. So if you're not a subscriber, use promo code Allen10, you get 10% off. Um, Shameless plug. it's like Will Smith at the end of Fresh Prince, like stand there in the empty room, like that's that's <laughs> Alain that's, Roberts, that's Alain Roberts right now. He's <laughs> like, <laughs> what just happened? Um, it's gonna be tough, man. There's there's not really any way to sugarcoat it. Like there's 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 know, no easy answer here. They, they built this trio intentionally. They felt like they had. You know, maybe not one guy that could do every single part of this job, but three guys that in tandem could really get after it. I think it was starting to really work. That's the really sad part of it is that I felt like, you know, that that Tennessee game, they're playing great. Lose Cole, still playing pretty well. Lose Quan, like, it's a, it's a tough blow. Uh, I don't think they have anyone in the building that can replace the coverage 
abilities of those two guys, at least nobody with ILB next to their name right now. I, I just don't think that that person exists. Now, Mark Robinson's fast enough to do it. Yes. Um, he's a good athlete. He was a running back. Um, it's just about the experience and the sort of coverage chops with him. I thought he did a nice job when they put him in man-to-man coverage um, against Green Bay. The zones will probably still be tricky. Some of the run fits might still be tricky. Elena Roberts is going to have to carry a lot of the load. I mean, there's just no question about it. Yep. And he he did that. We'll get to his grade in the Stars and Skulls segment. I felt like he did that in his last game. I mean, there were so many plays that he was – I was just like, man, he is holding it down. But that's just a lot to put on a one guy at a position. You're, you need Mark Robinson to step up. but So I came up with some alternative proposals as far as how they could do it. This isn't finding some amazing practice squad player that plays for, I don't, for someone else. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about mitigating circumstances the Steelers could do to help with the linebacker spot right now. And again, Mark Robinson needs to be a part of it. You can't, he, he can't not be part of he's it. He's going to start. <laughs> right, he's going to start. But you can call sub-packages where other people help out in that spot because of the different looks you can provide. One look can be with Mika Fitzpatrick back, either he or Keanu Neal become a guy that becomes kind of a dime backer that helps on certain plays, especially when they're when they're putting it's pass heavy, when it's a when it's a likelihood of, of a pass play that either one of those guys could jump down in there and help in those spots there, or in places that are regular plays and also do the same there. I also wonder if we've seen we see this occasionally, not all the time, not even that frequently. But the Steelers edge rushers, the way that they sometimes will line up and then they'll bump, jump, they'll jump up back and they'll play as an off ball linebacker. Again, I'm not saying every play, but if you can rotate the safeties and who comes up, Mark Rob, make Rob, Mark Robinson a part of that. Make the edge rushers, you know, switching off and 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 doing that. Maybe even calling more sub packages where you have three edge rushers on the field at, all at the same time and. One of them, and like they, they're just kind of lining up in different spots, and then one of them just drops back, and is is that guy? Maybe you can find answers that again, not erase this problem, not make it not not matter anything, but mitigate it, make it not as big of a problem for the Steelers as it currently looks like. Because right now, if you look at this at, at the Steelers situation. They they've been they've been, they've been able to improve against the stopping the run. They've been able to help cover over the middle, but with Quan Alexander and Cole Holcomb gone, you've now lost a lot of those a lot of the assets that have been a been a, a big part of that. Despite you know them not being maybe like huge turnover creators for this defense. Yeah, I think the guy that comes closest on the team to replacing the skill sets of Quan and Cole is Keon O'Neal. I think yeah. you can probably just play him at linebacker, and it's not a disaster. Honestly, I'm playing that great safety. So, like, it's not yeah. like it's a once Mick if it's Patrick comes back, if the, you know, it's not like it's a huge deal. Now, I do think they have some time here. This week is not that pressing. The Browns don't do that much in terms of things that you would really need cover linebackers for. Um, you know, David Njoku is such an athlete at tight end that you just have to treat him like a wide receiver. You cover that guy with a safety anyway. Like You're not putting linebackers on that guy no matter what. Kareem Hunt, at this point in his career, 
not this devastating guy out of the backfield, certainly not as even as good as he used to be. Jerome Ford is okay, but I, I don't think that there is a big pr- like when we were looking at that rotation, Quan, Colt, Elaine, and Roberts, you could circle Cleveland Brown games as like this is gonna be a big Elaine and Roberts game anyway. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so and so you know, having that this week, I think, is a big help. I do think Keanu Neal can help. I think playing three edge rushers at the same time is an interesting look. Uh, you know, I think Nick Herbert has some coverage skills. Alex Highsmith, he's dropped into coverage a bit more than normal this year. He yes. was quite yes. good doing it. I, I think he – I mean, I, he can cover. Like, it's not like he's just a pass rusher. I think um, – and, and I think, you know, just – there's some sub package stuff that you're just not going to be able to do. I think you're not going right. to be able to go to that like dime where you have like four, like they were playing that dime with Darius rush and Pat Peterson as the inside corners where you had four real corners on the field. And then you were hoping that if they happen to run, if they happen to throw to the running back, that's all on Quan Alexander anywhere on the field. He had to take care yeah. of it. Yeah, I don't think they can do that. I think they probably need to play more nickel or play three safety dime, where you know you have Keanu Neal in there or you have Elijah Riley in there or something like that. Like I think it just takes some of the sub packages just out of the like they can't have that real skinny dime look. I, I just don't see that being an option unless Neal's the the linebacker. But even then, that then becomes a very very light package. Yeah, I mean, it better be thirty yeah. and fifteen at right. that point. And so. I think it takes some things off the table for him. I do like that they have some versatility with the rest of their guys. You can bring in Riley. He can play box safety, field safety, right. slot. Peterson can play outside, inside, field safety. KZ can play both safeties. Neil can play you know, strong safety as a field strong safety or a box strong safety or a linebacker. So you can kind of it's like a basketball team that isn't that good at de- playing defense, but it keeps changing its defense all the time. So it's hard to figure out, you know, like you, maybe you're not actually that good, but you just keep people off balance as opposed to just, uh, you know, dominating them with your ability. I think that's, that's, that can be in the cards them as well. That, that's where I'm thinking too. Like that needs to be in the cards, but part of that also is that catches up with you. Like, like the Steelers did that. When Ryan Shazier went down, they found mitigating ways to like cover that up for certain spots. And there were times they didn't, but in 2017, when he when when Ryan Shazier suffered his career ending injury, they had to call upon guys like Sean Spence to come out. Like Arthur Motes switched over to off ball linebacker a little bit, but and in fact, the when they intercepted Tom Brady in the game in the Jesse James game where they ended up losing. But they 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 got an interception on it. Vince Williams, I believe, caught the interception. But it was Sean Spence who made a smart play and jumped an underneath route, and it kind of forced Tom Brady to abandon a play. And uh, then Javon Hargreaves got in his face, and he threw a bad pass and was intercepted. And that was you know a linebacker group of Sean Spence, a guy who had been on his couch for months, and Vince Williams, a sixth round draft pick who you know was a good number two linebacker, but was never like the Ryan Chazier type of superstar guy to make those plays. The Steelers, I feel like, with, with where they're at right now, they have other things going for them. They have other parts of this defense that can lift this defense up in a lot of ways. But if they want to be serious, 
they got to find ways, smart ways to mitigate that linebacker situation. We got to get to the Stars and Skulls grades in a minute here on the Locked On Steelers podcast. He's Alan Saunders from SteelersNow.com. I'm your host, Chris Carter. Stick with us. We still have so much to discuss here right on the Locked On Steelers podcast. But first, I want to remind you, this show is brought to you by Jace Medical. The Jace Medical brings you what's called the Jace Case that provides you five life-saving antibiotics for emergency use. All it takes to get a Jace Case is fill out a simple online form, and in some cases, jump on a quick call with one of their board-certified physicians. Get ongoing care from their physicians on any treatment-related questions. Doctor created, doctor recommended. Don't be caught unprepared. Whether you're on extended travel, bracing for major weather event, or limited by yet another supply shortage, Jace Medicals got you covered. Thanks to their partners at Jace Medical, life-saving antibiotics and a long list of daily medications can be ordered in a one-year supply. Even ED generics like Cialis and Viagra are available. Jace handles everything from online evaluation to licensed pharmacy medication delivery and ongoing consultation and care. Jace Medical is simple. You go online, fill out a form, and then you get prescription life-saving medications right to your door. The Jace case gives you peace of mind so that you are not just hoping that you have access to medication in an emergency. Jace Medical, make sure you have the, the medication on hand. Go online right now at jacemedical.com to receive your 12-month supply on your daily medication. Remember to use promo code Locked On at checkout for a discount as well. If you go, if you or someone you love get would, would get some peace of mind by having a year supply of any daily medication, go to jacemedical.com and see if it's offered for you. Remember to use promo code Locked On for $20 off your purchase. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Back here on the Locked On Steelers podcast, I'm your host, Chris Carter, here with Alan Saunders of SteelersNow.com. Alan, it's time to get to the grades from the Steelers game. Now, full disclosure, Chris had a busy weekend. Chris covered Pitt basketball and the Whitfield playoffs on Friday, covered Pitt football on Saturday, covered the Steelers on Sunday, and covered Pitt basketball again on Monday. So Chris is a little, little tired. But we still found a way to squeeze in some film study. I still haven't gone over every little thing I want to about the All-22, but I wanted to give you guys your grades on time, so let's get right into it. We're going to start with the stars here, and we're going to save the skulls for in the next segment because I think that's going to generate some other stuff. So let's start with our stars, our, our stars grades here. Remember, for those who might be new to the show, we do stars and skulls to do different than like A plus to B minus or whatever. Uh, if you get, you know, stars are good, skulls are bad. If you get one star, you had a good play with a decent day. Two stars, good play, great play with a good day, and then three stars, elite performance, put you in, put you up for consideration for Pro Bowl stuff. So that way, um, skulls. In the same way, one skull just means you had a bad play, never redeemed yourself. Two skulls means you had a bad game as a whole. Three skulls, all-time terrible. You were abysmal. Will we get a three skull here? Maybe. We'll find out in a little bit. But first, let's get to the one, let's get to the stars grades. Let's start with one star grades. 
Against the Packers, my one-star players that I had graded when I look back, Keanu Benton, Mason Cole, Darnell Washington, Devontae KZ, Keanu Neal, Dan Moore Jr. I put Keanu Neal here twice, apparently. Chris Boswell and Presley Harvin. Now, Keanu Neal still gets one star. Me putting him there twice was just me uh, making a mistake there when I was putting this together. But I look at these one stars, and part of this is, especially on the offensive side, is that you see guys like Mason Cole, Darnell Washington. Neither of them have been overly dominant. dominant. Also, Dan, Dan Moore Jr. falls in this. But they are coming together. They're part of this offensive line taking steps forward. And I think that that's just as important as getting some of the star power that you get from Broderick Jones and from when Isaac Sayamalo and James Daniels start to step up. Man, I think I might have given Darnell Washington two stars. When I went back and watched this game, he, he blocked was, his butt off. He was in front of every big run. I mean, mm-hmm. it was – he was really – I mean, I think – he this was really the first time we've seen him look like a guy that could be the player that we thought he could be. He also caught a pass. He was open another time and Pickett should have thrown it to him and he didn't. Yep. Um, you know, I think I think he had a really good game. I, I might have bumped him up. I think I agree with you know Mason Cole. The the holding penalty really killed that drive. Mm-hmm. I think for me, um, he's got to know better than that. It was it was unnecessary. Um, yeah, maybe you get away with it, but um, I might I might leave him at neutral just because that that I mean holding penalty on first and ten is just a drive wrecker, and they were in a good position too. And and I I'm not sure I can I'm not sure I'm not sure he did enough in the rest of the game to make up with that one for me. But most of the rest of those guys I agree with. KZ and Neil had up and down games, but had big yes. plays, and so you know you you you'll take fourth quarter interceptions in the end zone uh, as, as right. big game-saving yeah. kind of plays, even though, there they was a lot of neg- even though there was a lot of negativity early. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I think I think for the most part we're uh, on the same page here. Okay, okay, cool, cool. Let's get to our two-star two grades here, excuse me. Two-star grades, I got Joey Porter Jr., Alex Highsmith, Patrick Peterson, Isaac Sayamalo, and Najee Harris as my, as my two-star grades. Now, Let's start with the corners here. Joey Porter Jr., Patrick Peterson. I felt like Patrick Peterson, this might have been his best game. He had the, he had the breakup that led to Keanu Neal's interception, and you cannot forget the, the blocked extra point. I You know, I might revise this and give him three stars because if he doesn't block, you know what? Yeah, we're officially doing this. Patrick Peterson is now revised to a three-star grade regardless of my uh, my, my slides here that I've prepared for this show. I've just I've, I've been going back and forth about a lot of different things, but – Man, when you look back, if he doesn't block that extra point, Green Bay's kicking a field goal at the end of the game, and then they're then they're going to overtime. And beyond even just the Steelers potentially losing, we would have been in the press box for another like hour and a half. And that right there deserves a three star performance from Patrick Peterson by itself. And the tip to Keanu Neal was, was like perfect. it was perfect. Beautiful. And that was Christian Watson too. That wasn't that wasn't just the you know a fourth stringer that he was covering down the sideline. That's the guy that's supposed to be the big answer that they drafted to get for Jordan Love. And he had two catches for 23 yards in the mm-hmm. game. You know, I, I think, you know, I think Porter was on him some too, but, I, you know, I, I really thought that Patrick Peterson was very good in that game. The extra point comes up huge. The tip comes up huge. But also, like, just his – steadiness and his professionalism yeah. no minka okay already a big communicator in the back end then you lose Quan in game 
And you could really see Atlanta Roberts leaning on Patrick Peterson to get the calls communicated, to make sure everybody was lined up right, to make sure mm-hmm. things were happening the way they were supposed to be happening. It's just a, a situation where a veteran presence becomes really, really important. And you could tell, like, they don't want to throw. I mean, I think right. his, his passer rating against was like 16 or something like that, I think I saw. like he was uh, Checking real quick. He was, uh, I guess it depends on, I assume you give him the target for the interception, but PFF sometimes not very good at that. 64.6 um, is what PFF has okay. his passer rating as. Okay. Um, it, it, it's not bad. I, I think he I think he was really, really good in this game. I think he was a, a huge winning factor for the Steelers. I think so too. He was he was really big there. Again, we're going to revise him to the three star grade because again, the extra point, the coverage he provided, um, all crucial for the Steelers. Uh, I'll say this: I'm not sure about Alex Highsmith with the two. I think I might have left him at one. I didn't think the Steelers' edge rushers did enough. I mean, they got chipped a lot, but I thought this was their worst game of the year by far, and there wasn't enough impact on Jordan Love. See, I thought that early on and then i went back and watched and there were times that they were getting pressure and they did speed up a couple things it didn't do it they weren't game wreckers but they were still good here and we'll, we'll explain a little bit more of that in my three star grades coming up here uh because i did give tj watt three he got eight pressures in this game like mm. when you look at when you get eight pressures and you do get a sack and your defense is part of the it, 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 you know does make the stands I, I, I kind of I had to give it to him because he I was like thinking the eight tackles too. Yeah, it was all over the place. That, that's that's why I had to give him three stars. I gave Alex Highsmith two stars because he was also getting busy, getting busy in in that uh, you know Alex Highsmith also uh, broke up a pass in the in the in this game. So it, it's it's funny, but these guys they didn't both score touchdowns like they did against the Browns, but. They both still had a way. To, they found a way to impact the game, and I think that's what makes them the best edge rushing duo. Is that it's just it's not just when everything's handed to them. They're working hard to make plays, even when they're not in their natural forming positions or whatever. Yeah, well, I do a pregame like primer story for SteelersNow.com, and I make three predictions for the game. Right, I pick the game against the spread. I pick the over under total, and then I pick one player prop every week to pick i was looking through them this week and i was i was kind of struggling to find one i liked like i just you know mm-hmm. I, was, I was hedging a lot and like i liked harris but it was a high total right i liked warren but it was a high i'm like tj watt two and a half tackles i'm like yeah uh no i'll take that yeah it right. was like the easiest easiest pick of the world he had it with like four minutes into the game he was very good. I think I probably would bump those two edge guys down one star each. I just like a three star game from TJ Watt is a little different than a three star game from other people. This guy is capable of mm. taking over the entire game and winning it all by himself. A good point. I don't good feel point. like he necessarily did that. I agree with Jalen Warren. Man, is he good? Um, Jalen Warren getting three he, stars. He was he was phenomenal in that in that game. He he was awesome. And and Broderick Jones. I will say there are some struggles in pass protection, but sure. man, what an impact he has made on their running game. It has been yep. a night and day difference with him in the lineup. Totally agree. James Daniels, I can probably say two, but I'll allow three. The right side of the line was where all the big runs were. It was Daniels, Jones, Darnell Washington, and they were running behind a mountain of men, and they were making all kinds of, of running lanes. That was – yeah, I thought the offensive line did it. And my big question to you here, Alan, is what the offensive line, the run game, 
is what they were able to do in this last game is that sustainable? Can they can they replicate? Not not necessarily replicate because that's tough, but can it be a factor that makes the Steelers? They will not have two hundred and five yards rushing every game the rest of the year. I feel very but, but, but Broder Jones said he wanted it. I think it is. <laughs> I think it's sustainable against normal teams. We'll see about mm. Cleveland. I think there are going to be some. See, you know what happened in this game was. Green Bay really had to sell out to stop the run mm-hmm. in obvious ways. And even though the Steelers didn't really take advantage of that by throwing the ball on the outside, they did take advantage of that by changing the way they run the ball. We saw some more tosses. Yeah. We saw like like uh, a couple new wrinkles, like a same side counter, uh, the the skip uh, pull from the tackle that we'll see. Like, Matt Canada had a really nice game. In terms of calling like really good running plays at the right time with the right running back. What did did you say? I said Matt Canada had a really nice game, especially calling the runs. Like, I feel like they've unlocked something real in terms of getting the. You're not allowed to say that. You can't say Matt Canada calls good games. Listen, you can mute me if you want, but I'm just going to (laughs) say. All right. (laughs) It it was the right call for the right game situation with the right running back in the game. They've, they've, Mm -hmm. they've figured out the, the, the Harris calls versus the Warren calls that, you know, they, they, a couple weeks ago, they pared down that running um, menu. They, they, they started calling fewer and now they're adding new stuff, like the different stuff. And so I, I think like, I really think they've unlocked something. Now Cleveland is just a better defense than they are an offense like they, they are not going to be able to go do the same things that they did yeah. in screen day against cleveland but it feels sustainable against i don't know normal defenses like did arizona I yeah oh, well i mean look arizona new england indianapolis like cincinnati seattle even baltimore's yeah. defense i you know yeah. like this week mm, okay struggle but the rest mm. of the way yeah i think they can keep doing that be very interested to see if they do. Again, our three star star grades were Jalen Warren, TJ Watt, James Daniels, Broderick Jones, and Elandon Roberts. Elandon Roberts played his butt off. I said this live during the game. There were the the red zone trip, one of the red zone trips where they held them to a field goal. Uh, if he doesn't do that, uh, he, he made two plays, a tackle on a shallow cross uh, that would have been a touchdown if he doesn't make the tackle, and if he doesn't make the tackle on a on a screen, it's problems. And he pushed pushed that screen back, and Kenneth Benton ended up making the tackle. But he made a great play to get around in front of it. Yes, he was. He, awesome. he slowed it up. It was he, awesome. He was awesome. That's why I gave him a three star grade, even though he doesn't have like a, a technically a forced turnover. He he's he gets a, he he gets points for for, the, for those kind of things. We'll talk about more of that on the other side of the break here on the Locked On Steelers podcast. I'm your host Chris Carter. Stick with us. We still have a lot to discuss and to get to our skulls grades for the Steelers win over the Green Bay Packers. But first, we got to remind you, this show is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, the number one sportsbook in America. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's right, $150 if your team wins. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. And this the app is easy to use on, on to bet on spreads, player props, over-unders, and so much more. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to kick... To, to kick off the NFL season the way that you want to the rest of the way. FanDuel, an official partner of the NFL. 
We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Back here on the Locked On Steelers podcast, Chris Carter, Alan Saunders, breaking it down for you. Alan, let's get to our skulls grades here because this might make some people upset by who does and doesn't have skulls here, but let's get right to it. Let's start with one skulls. There's only a couple. There's only a few in this game, not a whole lot. But Kenny Pickett's on that list. And listen, I did a few. I, I did a, a, a quick film thread before I covered Pitt basketball on Monday night. And there are some instances where it's not as much on him. But in general, it is. And I think Kenny Pickett can turn around. I think Kenny Pickett can end up being the guy. But I think if you're honestly evaluating what he's doing right now and the opportunities that are there, he's not doing enough. Just me. I agree. I thought uh, I thought Kenny didn't do enough. I thought Deontay Johnson was a big drop. Uh, really, had two, that was a big drop. Actually, he had two. There was another one too, where like, oh yeah, the the one of, it was kind of broken up, but like he probably should. It got through that. the defender. I know, I know which one you're talking yeah, about on yeah, the yeah. sideline. Yeah, um, not really. Now uh, he was only injury report with a thumb injury after the game, so I don't know. Maybe that was bothering him. I, yeah, I didn't think it was necessarily good enough from Deontay Johnson. Certainly wasn't good enough from Kenny Pickett. I'm not sure I'm on board with Mark Robinson here. I got a, I got a temper, you know, expectations for a guy who's not really played that much to come thrown into the game. I thought he did okay. He took a bad angle on one play that turned into a big run. Um, mm-hmm. but I thought he covered better than I thought he could. And I don't know. In general, I thought he just kept his head about him in a bad situation. Maybe he didn't play that well, but I liked – I like the fight and the energy. I think I would. I think I would leave Mark Robinson off this list, but I have to add someone to this list. Okay. Well, I don't. I don't think maybe you will have him later, but Presley Harvin, and not necessarily because he did not punt the ball that well. But did you see the scrim at the end of the oh, game? Oh, when he just dipped out he, in, in the just, fight. <laughs> he just running away, man. I was gonna now say listen, because he listen, had, he he some, averaged fifty six yards a punt. I'm like, what did he do wrong? Some punters. You could be like, all right, you know, what are you going to do? Press can move some bodies. Get right, your head in there. Dude. He's a bigger Get dude. Get your head in there. Come on. That that is funny. No, I you get you get you lose no points for pointing at that. That was actually pretty funny. I I, I think the funniest the funny first of all because here's the other thing you see Chris Boswell take on three offensive linemen. Right, Boz Boz is like one of Press's legs. Come on, like. Come on, get in there. Get in there. I, I thought the most impressive part of that, though, was uh, beyond Roddy Williams saving Dan- Danny Smith, Minka Fitzpatrick. Minka, Minka, just, Minka kept Demonte KZ from, from, from getting a fine. Let's exactly. I mean, I mean, and he just, and the way he did it, too, because like, it looked like KZ was, was like right over top oh, of the dude. He was just ready to go. It, he, he was, was ready, ready to, to fight. 
and then Minka just pushes him off. And I got that was I thought that was that was that was that was something there. Um, but again, yeah, one star grades, Kenny Pickett, Deontay Johnson, Mark Robinson. I'm not gonna crush Kenny Pickett as much in this game because there was there was pressure there, but um he needs he needs to figure it out. Uh the only reason I put Mark Robinson there for is just because from what just talking to Steelers, his when he came on the field, there was a lack of communication, and that's something that they needed to to be able to, to be able to work on and fix, even oh so slightly. But I think that Mark Robinson just has not been in the best positions so far. And sometimes that's not your fault. Um, you know, he's just, you know, he he got drafted to a team and he's working his way there. But just me, I think that that could that that as 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 excited as everyone is to see Mark Robinson Robinson hit somebody because that's what his MO has been. And it should be. He's that's that's who he's been. You know, I think everyone's kind of tired of waiting to see it. Go hit somebody, and, and don't get hurt doing so. <laughs> I can't afford it anymore. Yeah. Um. So, uh. So there's that. Let's get to our to our our two skull grades here real quick. There's only one guy, and it's Levi Wallace. Now, I don't give him a three skull grade because there were plays, the touchdowns in particular in which I thought he should have had better safety help. That's also why I didn't give Keanu Neal uh, more points or, or more skill because I think that he was very much part of the, the second touchdown. But um, I, I look I look at I look at Levi Wallace right now and I see a cornerback that when everything's lined up and they have a, a favorable mismatch or a favorable matchup, it'll it'll work out for you. Or you can again mitigate it. I'm using that word a lot today. But I really think Levi Wallace right now, they need another answer. If he's not if if if, if the communication is wrong with him on the field, maybe you know, get get another person who's gonna talk more, something. I think that Levi Wallace I and I've been a person who's defended Levi Wallace at, you know when he stepped up and made plays, but I, I think the the rope is getting thinner over there. I actually think he wasn't that bad in this game after okay. rewatching it. Like both touchdowns, I think, were really on the safeties, not him. I mean, the, the first one, I don't know. It looks like there's a miscommunication between him and Devontae KZ. He is certainly playing like he expects KZ to pick up his guy. Uh, KZ doesn't. The second one, there's no question that Keanu Neal should be picking up. Uh, his guy and he doesn't. He he mm-hmm. lets him run right past him. Um I, I think there's you know, I, I think Levi Wallace has a very specific job in this defense. He is not that good of a corner. Okay. No. He's supposed to keep a lid on it. He's supposed to catch and ta- tackle the catch. That's yeah. that's what he's there. They don't need interceptions that although he's been good at that in the past, they don't need a ton of pass breakups. They don't need mm-hmm. him to draw the big assignments. They just need him to tackle the guy who catches the ball. And yeah. I think most of the time he's done a pretty good job of that. And where things have fallen apart has mostly been in those like interactions between him and the other guys. Like, I don't feel like it's all been him. I, I think, look, I mean, they're, they're down guys, right? Like if you're talking mm-hmm. about moving Keanu Neal to, to linebacker, okay. Somebody has got to play safety. Now, if it's Mick, if it's Patrick, great. But if he's not back, like, Okay, I'm to me personally, 
I'm playing Patrick Peterson at safety, and I'm playing Levi Wallace at corner, and I feel Ooh. better about that than I do any of the other options I see hmm. for filling that role. Like I don't, I think you can play Levi Wallace, especially. Let let Joey take care of Amari Cooper. Like the rest of those Browns wide receivers yeah. don't scare me. Yeah. Yeah. Like they, I'm right with don't. you. I, I think now, do I want to want T. Higgins in two weeks? Mm, no. <laughs> okay. No. That's a no. But like I, I think I think this week is a good Levi Wallace week. I think he can help him get through this. I think he's I just think he is He's the obvious target, like you're saying. Like, if I'm trying to pick apart the Steelers' defense, that's the guy I want to throw at. But that's not really his fault either. He's just doing his job. Yeah. I don't think the Steelers are going to bench Levi Wallace. I don't think, I'm not sure if they should. I'm right with you. I think maybe in two weeks. Maybe, maybe in two weeks. Maybe in two weeks. But again, make his back, maybe in two weeks. I, I think part of this would be, you know, Prepare, preparing, you know, in, in case in case that that does happen. But I think that the Levi Wallace might have a little bit more. Uh, what what do you call it? I guess space to 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 make those mistakes because they just don't have that many guys. You know, if if uh, Corey Trice is healthy, maybe this is different. You know, but Darius, well, Darius Rush, is, Rush is here from training camp and still yeah. coming in in the middle of week five. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. But. Yeah, man, I I think that it's 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 not as easy as people try to make it out to be. But that's why we do stars and skulls to evaluate the grades here on the Locked On Steelers podcast. He's Alan Saunders at SteelersNow.com. Alan, thanks for joining us. Let people let people know some of the work that you got coming up. Yeah, SteelersNow.com ran about Broderick Jones today and uh, talking to Mike Tomlin. So we'll have all the news from that. Steelers afternoon draft podcast. Me and Smitty talking. I think we got a big Kenny Pickett episode coming up this week. I don't know if it's going to be today. We'll see how much news we got from Tomlin. But we're going to we're gonna get into it about Kenny at some point this week. Maybe it'll be tomorrow. Mm. Chris Carter of the Walked On Steelers podcast joining us. That'd be a lot yeah. of fun. Just saying. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see, how, we'll see how much news we get. If we get a lot of news, we, might, we won't be able to do it today. But if we don't get much news... And we'll go for it. It's a great thing about having a podcast in the afternoon. I just talk about whatever happened that day every day. I don't have to think about anything else. There you go. You smart. Anyways, he's Alan Saunders of SteelersNow.com. Thanks again, Alan, for joining us here in the Lockdown Steelers podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Carter Critiques. Read my work at the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. Find me here on your favorite podcasting app or on YouTube. Uh, Like this video if you enjoyed. Subscribe to this channel to get all of the daily content we release. Thanks again for tuning in to the Locked On Steelers podcast. Chris Carter and Alan Saunders back with you tomorrow talking about your Pittsburgh Steelers. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day.